For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We've got more with uh, Dr. Dan Dumas. Um, Thanks again uh, for taking time out this week. Uh, We're talking about his book, Live Smart. And so today's question is, if you, if you could add one chapter, maybe two chapters uh, to this book, what would they be? I think I would, uh, I would at least expand, if not add in greater depth and length, um, a section on personal purity in all of its forms, uh, not just the sexual side of personal purity, but in all of its form, uh, forms. I, I just think that is categorically you know, foundational um, for, for young people. And I think we're, we're waging a battle and, and in many ways losing it with our teenagers' personal purity. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about all forms, you know, everything down from what they see, what they hear, what they're taught uh, in school, worldview kind of stuff. So maybe it's, a, maybe it's, maybe it's bigger than personal purity. Maybe it's worldview. Uh, kind of concepts, you know, to understand how the world thinks and how, you know, how God thinks and how they're so different and diametrically opposed to one another. And um, I'm deeply concerned about personal purity. I think that if the the, the devil can uh, sink his teeth uh, into the, the next generation, it, it takes him off course he, he, you know, he destroys their precious lives. He, he, he gets them, you know, into places of darkness and hopelessness. And um, I, I think I, I could, I would probably add a chapter and would want to expand that in the category of personal purity. A second one, John, would be in the area of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a book on, you know, um, leadership. So, you know, lead smart. But leadership in particular, just I would want to give them um, hope that they can lead now. I think they think that leadership is something out in the future, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, um, and kind of at, at, at Red Arrow Camp, you know, it says it, there's over the fireplace at Red Arrow Camp. It says if you want to be a great man, it starts by being a great boy. And I think that's true in leadership. If you want to be a great leader, it starts by being a great teenager, mm-hmm. you know, so don't procrastinate leadership. Um, take advantage of that and all of its forms. And, you know, I think churches don't open doors enough for, for student leadership. Um, they don't give them enough opportunity, again, because they they dumb it down. They think they're not ready. And, and they don't let them get out there and kind of wrestle with all the leadership theme, themes and all the things that is expected of them. So leadership would be uh, a second chapter. If I could have a one-two punch, um, it would be worldview and leadership. Yeah, those are those are both really good. And as you're, you know, talking about leadership, um, what, what's some advice you would give uh, to youth workers on trying to encourage uh, students to lead uh, in the in the local church in their own ministries? Um, what are maybe some practical avenues in which they can encourage students to lead? Have you given any thought to any of that? 
Yeah, absolutely. As I'm kind of crafting and putting together the themes for Lead Smart, um, I mean, I, the banner over this leadership piece for me is, is Psalm 78:72, where it states that David shepherd with the purity of his heart, skill of his hands, and so I mean, I, I think that both are true. I think you've got to have integrity of heart and skill of hands, and I think we spend a lot of time uh, with young people talking about the integrity of heart and we don't go the full breadth and the full picture and give them skill of hands like mm. their competency so we're focused on their character but we drop off on the competency so i think as a youth worker uh, you have to set a culture um, of high expectations and leadership that you expect them to step up and you expect them to take risk and you expect them to think outside the box and you expect them to do all of these disciplines that faithful leaders engage in on on a regular basis. And um, so I just think that um, creating a culture for that and then letting them fail. I mean, they aren't going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a little bit messy. It's like all leadership. But let them try, you know, put together a little team and say, okay, you guys come up with the next Wednesday night's order of worship, song, sermon. Let them do the whole thing. And um, and then when it's not so great, correct them and help them and be an example to them and come alongside of them. But I think we're, we're, our, our perfectionism gets in the way of our, our, our true need to raise up the next generation of leadership. They're not just going to wake up one day and be leaders. That is a very intentional process. Mm -hmm. And so leaders that youth leaders that create a culture of leadership, high expectation of leadership and and that are very intentional with their leadership. Like they they have it mapped out throughout the year. Okay, here's where the students are going to lead. Here's, you know, here's where it's going to take place. And calling people up and out. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes you can't just make a general appeal and say, hey, who wants to be a leader? And they all kind of you know, <laughs> look at you kind of glassy-eyed. But I think you go to them and say, hey, Bill, hey, Julie, I need you to lead this area of the service. I need you to go visit this student. I need you to check in on this uh, this student at high school tomorrow and give them opportunities to lead and opportunities to, to fail. And, and uh, that's just being highly intentional. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of the, the responsibility of the youth pastor. Absolutely. And I think that's such a good um, point that you're making about the ability to fail. I know I was speaking with our, our worship leader at our church and uh, to, to me, he's, he's fairly, flawless, very gifted in leading. Uh, but he was talking to me about being a youth uh, one time in his youth group, and that's where he began to lead music. But he <laughs> messed up consistently. It was not polished. And so he, he was just encouraging me to also give our youth um, just a, a place to practice and, and to learn how to how to lead worship, that you've got to start somewhere. And so you bringing up that um, that is important to give them a, a, a place to, to fail, um, to learn how to lead. So that is um, a very good point. And, 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 you know, as we've you've mentioned Lead Smart um, a couple of times, your, your forthcoming book, would you mind just telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I just think, um, I, I mean, if you said give me a couple extra chapters, you know, that you'd add to Live Smart, well, then I came up with, you know, I think 12 so far. Um, it's, it's really bigger than a couple of chapters. It's a whole concept. Mm -hmm. And I want, I want live smart and I want lead smart to kind of be, uh, the, you know, kind of two, two book volume, uh, set 
to, to help young people. So I want to deal with their character and I want to deal with their competency, mm-hmm. right? And that's, again, back to that Psalm 78, 72. David walked in the integrity of his heart and the skill of his hand. And I think you have to have both. You know, I don't want you to just have great character and be incompetent as a student. I want you to have great character and be omnicompetent and really good at that and thinking through uh, all the dimensions of, of leadership. So I've been teaching leadership at Boyce College and Southern Seminary for a number of years, and um, even on the doctoral level. And uh, I, I just feel like, okay, I'm going to distill all these down to 10 or 12 key principles that every teenager ought to have, or at least as a vision, or at least they're working towards, you know, these, uh, these critical point principles of leadership, you know, so it's different than character. It assumes character, right? Cause mm-hmm. that's the, that's where it's rooted in, but it, it's kind of like the skill of hands. Like, what do we do? What does a leader do? How does, what does a leader think like? What is he, what is his disciplines? What's his DNA? What are his practices? And kind of taking all of that from from scripture, and um, and applying it to the next generation and teenagers. Excellent. Um, is it, is there a release date on that yet, or is that still in the works? No, I'm still writing it. I'm just trying to find time to process. I need time to write. <laughs> uh, uh, writing is laborious for me mm-hmm. in particular. So, but it's framed. It's ready to go, and I just got done teaching it this semester, this past semester in the fall. And so that's what I typically do. I frame, um, I, I, and then I move into the craft side, and that's mm-hmm. where we're so. Great. Well, we'll definitely be l- looking forward to that when it finally uh, hits yeah. the shelves. So, um, well, thanks again for your time today. Thank you. Thank you.